Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktana, and today we'll be talking about how totems are a bridge between the Akashics and regular life, and as such can be the support we need to get through challenging or transformational times. Totems, like us, are bridges between the Akashics and embodied life. Because of this, they have a unique part to play in our lives because they understand fully and completely both here and there. They can work with us both in the Akashics and here in our embodied lives and help us to live them more fully and completely. They can walk beside us as we walk our path and help guide us as we stay on it or keep us safe while we take alternative routes. To understand what a totem truly is, the first thing to recognize is in saying you have or want a totem, you're referring to a relationship. In the same way you'd say you have or want a spouse, a significant other, or children. It's not a statement of ownership, but of connection. To have a totem is to have a relationship with another being who can be your best friend, mentor, protector, playmate, companion, partner, and much more. Totems are beings who can work with us in a variety of ways, in the Akashics, as guides to us like other spiritual support, and also in the physical, manifesting as visions or connecting with representatives of themselves here. For example, someone with deer totem might see deer in their dreams as a means of confirming a decision they've made may have them show up during Akashic work to lead them in an unexpected but advantageous direction, or may find they are never lost in the wild because they can always find deer or elk or moose paths, which lead them to their destination. A deer might cause traffic snarls, which prevent their person from getting into negative situations, or may appear in their yard to tell them their fears about a something are unfounded or greatly founded, depending. Just like with people, our connections to and relationships with totems will vary in type, depth, and meaning throughout our lives. Some are like best friends or intimate partners. They not only get us, but they want to spend time with us, intertwining their lives with us and making something new through interconnection. Others will be attracted to us for a time as our paths converge, and still others will be with us for a single purpose or event. Some totems will take on the role of teacher or mentor for us in the same way human beings have done, either purposefully or through a normal convergence of events. Others may be curious about us or heed a call we might not even know we're sending out. Approaching all this from the perspective of relationship highlights how we're not necessarily meant to passively receive things from totems or simply look for information from any given interaction. It's not uncommon for people to perceive a totem who is approaching as a message, when instead, they're honoring the person's presence and simply saying hello. Or to wonder at the purpose and meaning of a totem appearing in a situation, when the totem was actually coming forward in the hopes of creating a connection and conversation. When they don't receive a welcome or invitation, they simply wait and then finally leave or are left behind. In general, totems are highly respectful 
not only of our right to live a physical, spiritual, embodied life, but of social rules and traditions. They rarely initiate relationships, speak all the more eloquently for not doing so often, and won't violate boundaries unnecessarily. There are exceptions to the rule, such as a totem appearing during vision quest or other ceremony, coming during a medical crisis, appearing in order to prevent us from being harmed, or claiming a person as their own through physical contact. Some people acquire bear medicine through being bitten, learn of cat by being clawed, or are acknowledged by the raptor clans via piercing talons. Most will make themselves known to us in less dramatic ways, and, like any new acquaintance, wait for an invitation to connect. Then there are times in our lives which move us out of the ordinary. Natural disasters such as flooding, fire, volcanic eruption, hurricane, or typhoon winds can wipe out everything we've had, damage our surroundings, or simply change the social dynamic of our lives. Injury or illness can stop us in our tracks and require a focus we never thought we'd need. An opportunity to achieve the next phase of our dreams could suddenly come into focus and require us to channel ourselves in new ways, or a leap of faith could be calling us to rise to the challenge. We may be required to face our abuser, stand up for our rights in a court of law, deal with online or real-world harassment, or find ourselves confronted with ugly opinions and accusations from those we most love and trust. In these times, totems make themselves known to us more forcefully, dramatically, and ostentatiously, so we don't miss whatever message they're attempting to impart or the fact they have resources we can draw on. Cougar can show us how to wind through unnecessary obstacles and make our own path which ignores the rules. Bear can show us what we thought was strong and permanent is actually flimsy and shreds at a touch. Fish can point out how to surf the current situation to safety. Birds can help us see how to get above it all. And house cats prove you don't have to be angelic, grateful, and inspirational when you've survived the impossible. You will be loved even if things have left you more than a little rough around the edges. Whatever it is we're facing, having totem support does more than inspire, guide, or influence. Totems, because they live both here and there, like us, are able to support us practically and in real time. Often this type of totem support looks a bit different from the norm. While we all have totems, those relationships are geared to support the regular functions of our lives. Extraordinary situations require extraordinary help. So, in times of need, when we call in totems, they're rarely ones we would expect or feel an affinity for. People who are going into surgery can find the totem working with them is a huge crocodile, which carries the protective mother energy radiating the message, do it right the first time, as you won't get a second chance. This helps prevent issues during the process and facilitates swift healing. On the other hand, someone being confronted by others will find the Lion of Sekhmet walking beside them, with unblinking eyes and a slightly waving tail, every bit alert to prevent assaults, verbal or otherwise. These totems not only provide moral support, but lend us their physical support 
by suffusing our own energy field with their strength, gifts, assured presence, and confidence. They can heighten our senses, help us process information on the fly, extend our energy field to enhance our presence among others, and so much more. If we need to fly under the radar, then Fox can help us be unseen, even in public. Other totems can help us be eloquent and convincing, nimble in response to events, or lend us the strength to power through what has to get done. For those who are interested in creating this type of relationship with a totem, I recommend making a direct request. Often, they're already waiting. Take yourself outside. It doesn't have to be any place special, although if there is somewhere you prefer to go when working with energy, then go there if you can. Bring with you anything which might be involved with the situation you're in, like a doctor's report, a harassment email, the job offer, or what have you. If you don't have anything tangible, then designate a physical thing as a symbol for the issue. Don't just write something down. Instead, pick a piece of fabric, food from the kitchen, an object you get at the craft or dollar store, or any other physical object you can hold. Bring this with you outside. If the weather isn't good, make sure you keep warm and dry however this works best for your climate. Then state out loud what is going on and what you need. This should be honest, like you were confessing to your best friend. You don't need to be formal, logical, or even very coherent. Do be specific about your situation, both in the external facts and how it's affecting you. Then ask for the support you need while holding your object. Once you're done, set the object down somewhere near you. If it won't get damaged, set it about two feet in front of you. Let the energy of your request radiate out from you. Your object will become the inbox, as it were, where the reply will come. Wait until you feel the energy settle, 10 to 15 minutes at most, and then retrieve the object. Often, you won't have to wait that long. The response from the totem who is coming to work with you will come rather rapidly. For those who get visuals or work with energy regularly, they will simply become present to you, like tuning in a radio station. One moment they weren't there, and the next they are. Not just present in your mind, but in your energy field. You'll feel their presence like someone standing next to you. For those who don't get visuals, you may still feel their presence. Your nervous system will know they're there even if your conscious mind can't identify them. If not, then once you pick up your object, you should be able to note it feels and seems different. It might be warm, or feel heavier, or like someone else has touched it. It's now like a smartphone, which has been programmed with the totem's contact information. It's a way to make communication faster and easier. Keep this item safe somewhere you can see and get to it easily. If you don't yet know who or what the totem is, ask that they make themselves known to you quickly and clearly. Things such as ads with an animal picture may start showing up for you online, or you may find your commute is now full of trucks with a brand which uses an animal as their logo. If you have the Ted Andrews book Animal Speak or Jamie Sam's medicine cards as reference guides, you can flip through these or let them fall open to see who is working with you. 
Or if you have any books on animals, they'll work as well. Once you know who your totem is, the books I just mentioned, Ted Andrews' book, Animal Speak, and Jamie Sam's Medicine Cards, give detailed yet fairly generic information about a large variety of animals and so should be used as a starting point for understanding their spiritual nature. Each totem has many layers and facets of wisdom to share. The totems themselves will be able to fill you in further on what they mean to you and what they're attempting to teach you as you go along. For instance, Crow teaches about the need to clean up other people's messes, from emotional drama all the way to refurbishing antiques, but is also the keeper of the Book of Spirit. And there's only one law written in that book. Trust Spirit. Mouse teaches about paying attention to the details, so you can build the life you want with your own two hands, but it also cautions about paying too much attention, or you won't see what's around you until it's too late. Deer teaches about being sensitive, but it also teaches about being a warrior. Like someone who carries a knife, deer knows when to run and when to charge in. If you've worked with my classes, and you need to be clear about who your totem is, you can start with your Akashic Room. Go to your Akashic Room just as you would do any Akashic work like reading your soul book or working with the Temple of Life. Directly across the room, opposite the door you came through, there'll be another door. Go to the door, but don't open it or go through it. Stand in front of it, center yourself, then feel, know, or say, I want to meet the totem who is working with me now. When you're ready, open the door and walk through. This will put you in an outdoor space appropriate to your totem. More importantly, you'll be met by your support totem. In this space, they can speak with you directly in your preferred language. They may lead you to a place where they can show you their plans for how to help in your situation, talk with you about options, or show you what they're capable of so you know better how the two of you can work together. Recognize this is a partnership without any strings. No quid pro quo. No traps. They're there to help you and in it to win it. Allow their support and help to infuse you fully. You don't need to take everything in at once, however. Working with a totem in this way can be overwhelming at first. Allow yourself to take breaks, take things slow, ask questions, and do things the way you need. This totem is there for you, and you are the point, not a tool to be used by them. When you're ready, head back towards your room. You'll be able to find it easily like a homing pigeon going home to roost. As you go through the door, note that the energy doesn't stop, but continues with you. You're being infused with power and wisdom you'll be able to use in your physical form. Once you've created this connection, you can return to the Akashics this way as often as you want for as long as you want to get the information, support, and healing you need to get through this challenging time. Once you know who this totem is, bring a representation of them into your living space. This can be as simple as printing out a picture off the internet or gathering something of them from your local area if they're a part of your neighborhood or ecosystem. Alternatively, you can gather something they would find appealing, such as a bit of the food they eat, the bedding they prefer, their habitats such as leaves, sand, stone, or water. 
Depending on your situation, you might want to take this up a notch and make something representational which you can wear. A charm bracelet, pendant, leather band, belt ornament, earrings, wallet, and so on allows them to be with you when you're out and about and puts their energy into your energy field at all times. Like meditating or prayer with an image of a deity, having an item in your living space or on your person invites them to come and meet you. This might happen in person, in dreams, in meditation, or a variety of other ways. For example, there was a point in my studies when I wanted very much to honor the raptors who had come to be in relationship with me as totems. However, I live in an urban environment, and while I have the ability to get out to where these raptors live, the brief encounters I had had to date were wonderful, but not quite satisfying. When I began pondering how to have more in-depth interactions, I was led to information concerning my local zoo. They just happened to have a program where volunteers could not only help care for their collection of raptors, who were too injured to be returned to the wild, but could work with their raptor education program. So I spent one exhausting but satisfying year working directly with representatives of my totems, which has deepened my relationships with them and my mental, emotional, physical capabilities immensely. Having totem support in difficult, liminal, transformational times in our lives gives us the ability not only to survive them, but to thrive as we move through to the other side. We don't have to rely solely on our own resources, nor seal ourselves into an independence which causes suffering and hardship. We have support in time of need. It's just a matter of reaching out for it. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can see all my other offerings and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.